I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. first figure out within so maybe before creating do a little meditation and allow yourself to just relax and allow yourself to let go of your expectations at least a little bit and maybe have a look at what other people are creating and just have a look at how many different ways and styles there are to express yourself and honestly what is perfect there is no such thing as perfect especially in art <laughs> now let the magic begin Hello Soul Tribe, it's Raquel, and uh, wow, oh uh, wow, today's guest was inspired by you, and now she really, really inspires me to want to paint more and create more whatever inspires me right now. <laughs> anyway, I just need to say thank you to all of you who introduced me to this magical being. She was one of the most requested, if not the most requested person when I posted and asked in the Facebook group, what guests should come on? And most of you said, Annie Tarasova. So I was like, hey, who is this? I looked her up. I was like, whoa, I get it. She is magical. She's a unicorn. And I'm just so happy that I did because after this interview, I 
felt so inclined to grab a paintbrush and paint the moon that was synchronistically smiling outside like a Cheshire cat while we were talking. (laughs) What a beautiful moment. I felt like the moon was beaming down on me during our entire conversation. I was like, whoa. And I just, I got to watch Mama Moon transition from the blue sky to the dark sky right as the sun was setting. Very surreal. I'm looking at my view right now, looking at the ski slopes. They're shining and calling my name, but (laughs) I've got work to do, but it's okay. We play some and we play some with work because I don't really consider work work. You know, it's, it feels fun. It feels like I'm playing. Of course, there are some things that are not the most fun to do, a little more admin stuff, but you make the most of it. I try to make the most of it anyways and enjoy it, allow whatever force to take over me to hyper-focus on it so I can really do the stuff that I love, like interviewing magical unicorns like Annie Tarasova. So yes, back to the creative queen. (laughs) I love that she paints artwork that makes us feel more connected to nature and the universe and our souls. In this episode, Annie and I talk all about her spiritual journey and creative journey and creative process and making a living as an artist and her Etsy business. And we also geek out over solo travel and manifestation practices and love for (laughs) self-love. While I also interweave many of your questions, of course, on all the things I divided it up into chapters, which I might do for some guests. I kind of liked the flow of it. So thank you to everyone who sent in questions. I love how deep and in tune this tribe is with their questions. Nothing is surface level by any means. And a lot is very open and vulnerable and just can resonate with most everybody. So I love that. Also, Side note, I hope you happen to have a paintbrush or a pencil around to sketch anything in handy to create because you may want to draw or paint something as you listen, I'm just saying, or walk in nature because we talk a lot about nature and, but if you are driving or not doing any of the above, then that's okay. Just listen and be. And I see why you all love Annie so much. She is such a whimsical beam and so radiant and sees the world in an array of bright, beautiful color that happens to awaken your senses to the world, to nature, to the universe as she talks. For those of you who are not familiar with Annie, well, Annie is an Australian, but born in Russia, but she considers herself Australian, painter, YouTuber, Instagram inspirer, or I guess I travel inspirer. I don't know what to call people on Instagram these days. Uh, Business creator with her very successful Etsy shop, Dreamy Moons, where she sells her artwork and affirmation cards and crystal charts and more creations that connect you with your soul. So again, feel free to paint, draw, doodle, walk in nature, or simply just be as you listen to the nuggets of wisdom from Annie. And for those of you interested in painting with watercolor like Annie or painting with oil or learn to draw or even just take amazing photos with any kind of camera, including your phone, then you have a special free gift for two months when you go to Skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. With over 25,000 courses, there's more to dive into in the art world and beyond like creating and running your own business or learning how to market with social media, 
So expand your creativity and go to Skillshare.com forward slash your own magic to start your two months for free. That's Skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. And also, Tribe, I think there's no better way to start your day, perhaps after your coffee or tea, than to sip some green juice. Now, I know that my palate loves the taste of pretty much any greens because I am a veggie junkie, (laughs) but this green juice tastes so good and it does not have any added sugar. In fact, my dad, who is afraid of anything green, he's literally afraid to taste anything that is green. That's why when I get him juice, I have to get him something with a purple color, but he liked Athletic Greens. So you get to receive 20 free travel packs, which is basically 20 servings of green juice, so 20 days of free juice. That includes all of the micronutrients you need for the day, as it has 75 high-quality and highly effective ingredients that support you in five crucial areas of your health, and it fuels your body with energy, and it boosts your immunity, and it supports that digestion and contains adaptogens and antioxidants to help manage your mood and your stress and healthy aging. So with this exclusive offer for the Soul Tribe, you can get your free 20 travel packs, again, which is basically 20 days of free green juice, with your first purchase when you go to athleticgreens.com forward slash magic. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash magic. Now time for Yomi review of the week. This is from Lindsay Family 32 and Lindsay Family says, I am so, so thankful I found this podcast. I had no idea how much I was missing in the spiritual slash wellness world. Every podcast is helpful to your well-being in one way or another and just the sound of Raquel's voice helps me in times of anxiety. Thank you so much for being you, Raquel. You bring so much beauty and light onto Mama Earth. Love always, Carly. Carly... Thank you. I'm so thankful that you've been listening and I'm happy to put any anxiety at ease. And another thing is when I get anxiety or stress, I just breathe. And Annie also talks about her tactics for alleviating stress and anxiety later in this podcast. So I hope that that helps. And now it is time to let the magic begin with Annie Tarasova. Annie, I am so, so excited about this. I'm so thankful as well that the Yomis introduced me to you because then I started to just dive into everything you're doing and I just, I love what you're putting out there. Oh, I'm so glad we found each other. Well, even though I knew about you beforehand because I've been listening to the podcast on flights and while driving and painting. Oh my gosh. I seriously have like tears in my eyes right now. As cheesy as that sounds, but that just, when I saw you while watching your YouTube videos, looking at your Instagram, I was like, whoa, there's something about her that I just felt so connected to. I don't know how to explain it. I'm so happy to hear that. (laughs) Well, before we begin, do you want to do like a, I usually say, I've never done this with a guest before, but for whatever reason, it feels right Mm -hmm. with you. Um, I always say like a little prayer to deliver a shared truth. Of course. Dear angels and divine guidance, may you use Annie and I as a vessel to 
delivered a shared truth from our hearts and allowing our ego of our mind to float away as we stay present and open with love and compassion and in tune with you, in tune with our soul, and bring to light whatever message, whatever messages from our lives that will help everyone listening in one way or another. Aho. That was beautiful. (laughs) Ah, thank you. It felt so right to do that with you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Also, I'm really excited about this one because there are just so many different categories in a sense where I want to tap upon. And so I thought that this would have like a little bit of a flow where I can highlight different chapters in a sense because you radiate so much in creativity and having your own soulful business and solo travel and manifestation Mm -hmm. and self-love all the things I love so much (laughs) and so I'll just be interweaving a lot of soul driver questions Mm -hmm. that were about those topics as well along the way along with the questions that I intend to ask you does that sound good Sounds amazing. I'm so excited. By the way, how's Adelaide? Because I might be, I don't know if I'll be in Adelaide, but I'll definitely be in Australia in the fall of like US fall. (laughs) So that would be your spring. It's amazing. Let me know. We have some amazing beaches. I think South Australia is quite like underrated because everyone just goes to the East Coast and the East Coast is beautiful, but there's just something about South Australian coastline and beaches that's just like, oh, Oh, I've already done the East Coast, Australia. So yeah, the South. I love underrated. I love when things aren't so tainted and you just feel like you are immersing yourself in this true authentic culture. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm going to look at Adelaide then and just around there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'll show you around. Oh, Annie, I love you. And if please come to the States, if you ever decide you want to venture to Park City, Utah, because that's where I am right now. It's so beautiful, by the way. I'll show you around here. <laughs> Oh, amazing. That would be so, so good. <laughs> oh, Utah is magical. I I did not appreciate it. I did not appreciate it at all when I was growing up here. And then I came here after living like all over the world. And I was like, what? This is, <laughs> this is paradise. It's winter paradise, but this is paradise. It's so crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that when I, even though I grew up in Russia, um, I consider Australia home. Yeah. And whenever I travel I just come back home to Australia and I'm just like why did I ever leave just (laughs) to appreciate your home more it makes so much sense like there are just these spots where we were planted for a reason absolutely I agree when I was living in Hawaii I was instead of everybody was on the beach but I was always running in the forest trying to find like a mountain Mm -hmm. to climb and I realized it's because I'm a forest child and a mountain girl (laughs) yes that's so true very true first I just must ask what excites you most in your life right now? Um, art, always, always art. I'm doing something that I'm passionate about and it's just constantly growing and I'm growing with it, if mm. if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, my God, because, you know, you always change and the way I express myself always slightly changes and that is what excites me because every time I create something, it's new and it's exciting and even though it's my business, it just doesn't feel like work to me. So I'm excited to do anything that's related to art and creation. 
that's the way it should be. It shouldn't feel like work. Mm-hmm. Like I, in a sense, I'm working right now, but it doesn't feel like it. It feels like I'm just hanging out yes. with an, a magical being right now named Annie. Yeah. <laughs> that happens when you do something that you are truly passionate about. It just it just flows and it just feels so natural. And yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the tribers have a lot of questions on artwork and making mm-hmm. that your living, but also just tapping into that creativity. Yeah. But first, I'd really love to hear about your journey and the why and the how, how and why you infuse yourself into art and into spirituality and listening to the call of your soul. Yeah. So, so I was born and I grew up in the Russian countryside. Um, it was honestly just like the best childhood memories, just running around the forest and collecting berries and making magical potions out of like rose petals and dirt. So, oh. <laughs> so I had that connection to nature as a child. Um, but when I moved to Australia and went to high school, um, I kind of just – I lost that connection with myself and I got a bit depressed and started experiencing like problems with my skin digestion so I went to my uh, naturopath and she introduced me to a vegan lifestyle which actually like I had no idea how much food um, affects your mood and oh it's it's just crazy Uh, but basically vegan lifestyle helped me to regain that connection with the earth again and yeah, it, it it affects your spiritual state as well. It's just, yeah, I had no idea, but it just makes so much sense because just like all things, food has energy. And when you fill your body with high vibrational foods, you literally get into high vibrational states. So long story short, vegan lifestyle opened my mind to energy around me. And that is when I became interested in what is beyond what we can see basically yeah oh I completely understand and plus Mm -hmm. whatever you're eating you're eating like you just said that energy of whatever it is and whatever mood it was in and plants they're just so high vibrational foods whereas if you know you're eating something that just passed I mean they might have been in fear they might have been scared they might have been angry and you could potentially be taking that on yeah absolutely yeah Um, And when it comes to my creativity and when I started actually expressing myself, um, it's actually like started since I was little because, you know, we had no phones, no internet. So my main entertainment was making my own books. So I would literally write a story and illustrate it and staple the pages together. And I have just stacks and stacks of my books. My mom kept them all. (laughs) And uh, finally enough, this is exactly what I do now as an adult, just on a bigger scale. And yeah, I, I feel like your inner child just knows what you're meant to do in life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you knew, you knew you always wanted to be an artist. Yeah. Um, but it was an interesting path that I had to go through to like get back to myself get back to what I was doing when I was little because when I went to high school even though I planned to study art or design in a university I actually got scared of the competition in the creative field because just so many people want to do what I wanted to do so I went to study natural health science Um, I was still very interested in that, but after two years, something just didn't feel right. I had zero time for creativity and I just started feeling like I was losing touch with my creative side. So 
while I was at university, I opened my Etsy shop, Dreary Moons, to motivate me to create. So I thought to myself, if people like my art, then I will actually have motivation and a purpose to paint again. So after a few months, my Etsy shop took off and I found myself spending more time painting than studying. And that's when I decided to take a break from uni. And then my like plans changed from taking a break to officially quitting and pursuing my true passion. <laughs> wow, I love that you listened to those little pings and you followed it and you're like, maybe, just maybe mm-hmm. I'll create this Etsy shop and who, we'll see how it goes. Only two months, two <laughs> months. It usually takes people years and that doesn't yeah. mean that they're not supposed to do it, but that really mm-hmm. just shows like you're really meant at this moment to do what you're doing and that's beautiful plus you have such a brilliant creative mind and so you're gifting the world with so much so much beauty thank you so much yeah I'm just it's the best decision I have ever made and I'm so happy that I can do what I love and other people love it too and connect with it (laughs) it's amazing so I'll continue talking about Annie's creative (laughs) chapter now that's what I'm calling these little sections like here's Annie's creative chapter in this book of an episode (laughs) because what you're creating though just deeply resonates with me like I've said and also many of those listening perhaps because the universe is the muse and we all that's what we care to really yes Yes. and so when did you realize that you wanted to draw the universe you wanted to dedicate your life to drawing more about spirituality Mm -hmm. and helping people get in tune with the universe and the moon so from the very beginning actually because I felt like that was you know the missing piece in my life because I was going to university coming back home studying doing the same thing every day so I was not only losing touch with my creative side but also losing touch with my spiritual side so I basically (laughs) combined both into one (laughs) so yeah wow (laughs) isn't that so interesting and we all go through those phases on the spiritual path even if I feel like everybody's on a spiritual journey whether they know it or not every single person absolutely yeah yeah but let's say we are conscious of it and we lose it for a little bit I think that that's a part of everybody I've lost it before and I felt so Mm -hmm. out of touch with myself you know I just Mm -hmm. didn't feel right but what I had to do honestly is like you said just dedicate your life, like begin to create something that is about that, that really lights you up. And the study of spirituality lights me up. The study of creativity and magic lights me up. And so I think that's huge for everybody, whatever, whatever it is that lights them up. That's Mm -hmm. the way to tap into your spiritual side and feel like you are aligned in that way is to do that, whatever it is. And for you, it's the moon (laughs) and nature. Yes. (laughs) Painting the moon nature it just puts me into that flow state where I just I've I feel the energy and I feel the connection and I feel like I'm just surrounded by love and oh it's beautiful you are nature is so love it's the most loving I feel the most inspired when I'm in nature I have to at least spend much of my day in it even in this cold weather (laughs) And I know as well, like we've talked about, you're deeply in tune and connected with Mama Moon. So what does she represent for you and how do you stay in her flow? I believe someone else also had a similar question. Let's Mm -hmm. see, Erica Busby did too. So she's curious as well. Yeah, so the moon definitely like 
evokes different feelings and emotions in different people. For me, it just when whenever I look at the moon, it just allows me to feel small and to realize that there is so much we don't know about the world and that you are so small in perspective of the entire universe. And yeah, it just makes me think that there is just so much, so much that we just have no idea about it. And it's it's scary, but it's comforting at the same time. And it's just inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, like when you look up and you see the moon, it's seen you grow. You know, you've looked up at her since you were a child mm-hmm. and she's seen you grow. And she's it's a, it's like she's mm-hmm. been with you. And if you believe in past lives, I feel like she's just seen them all. Listen up if you're interested in 20 free days of juice when you travel or even just at home. When I ask some friends or family to try my green juice, most react with a disgusted look on their face. But when they take a sip of my athletic greens juice, they instantly become a fan every time. So to me, athletic greens is synonymous with feeling good from the inside out. I know it sounds so cheesy, but it's true because especially you will love, love, love the feeling 10 minutes later. I do at least because I feel like my body lights up with energy and vitality and power. So I, I want to feel that first thing to break my fast in the morning. So Athletic Greens is part of my morning routine and also sometimes midday if I need another pick me up or something to curb my cravings for sweets which it's solid for doing that. But anyways, for the remainder of the day, I am just at peace with the fact that this one juice fueled my human suit with her micronutritional needs with 75 high quality and highly effective ingredients that support you in five crucial areas of health. Fuels energy, boosts immunity, supports digestion and gut health with adaptogens and antioxidants to help you manage stress and your mood and healthy aging. One scoop seriously has the equivalent of 12 servings of fruits and vegetables and it does not taste like grass. (laughs) Basically, I describe Athletic Greens as physical magic dust that nurtures my body and helps me perform at my best. Plus, this is such a bonus. It is 100% made from a place I love, New Zealand. So I guess we can all say it's kind of like a kiwi magic dust. (laughs) And Athletic Greens, the best juice on the planet, is offering you, dear listener, free 20 travel packs valued at $79 with your first purchase. I carried these travel packs with me to Utah and it made it very easy. It just contains one serving and I had one a day, sometimes two. It was perfect. So get your 20 free travel packs valued at $79 with your first purchase when you go to athleticgreens.com forward slash magic. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash magic and let me know what you think. Thank you, Athletic Greens. You really are pure magic. And now on with the show. So I'm also curious, do you have a process to help you tap more deeply into your creativity? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Definitely spending time in nature because 
you know, it's just easy for me to be inspired because I love creating so much, but time in nature absolutely grounds me, puts things into perspective and helps me brainstorm. Um, but I have at least three projects happening all at the same time. And before they're all complete, I have ideas for like 10 more. So for me, it's more of a problem, like selecting one thing to do and following through with it rather than, you know, thinking of ideas. <laughs> I feel ya. We're on the same boat there. But that's oh. good. It's better to be open and, you know, be inspired all the time. Do you ever run into creative blocks where you just feel stuck and uninspired? Mm, I have a couple of times in the past. Um, I feel like taking your mind completely off creating helps because sometimes, you know, we try so hard to overcome a creative block that we focus so much on having a block, which actually makes it worse. So sometimes it's good to let it go completely, like take your mind off anything creative, do something completely opposite and it will come to you. That's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) I also have to ask, how did you find your unique artistic style? So funnily enough, I don't even know if I have a style yet because I personally (laughs) don't see it yet because I love experimenting still and working with colors that are inspired by the universe and I love doing like cosmic illustrations and working with pressed flowers and just combining nature with paint. So I, I feel like I'm still on that journey to find my style. Uh, other people see it. I don't yet. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not not too sure. <laughs> I absolutely think that's so adorable because you do have a very unique and very distinct style. And oh, of course, what? you can see, yes, there's something that just, it really stands out in its own way. I feel like I've seen others that have probably been inspired by it, mm-hmm. but nothing like yours. So. Oh. Thank you so much. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. So here's some Soul Triber questions for this creative chapter. Mm -hmm. Rachel Dudley asks, what was the pivotal moment when you knew it was the right decision decision to leave the traditional university path and pursue your art, which you kind of talked about, but maybe you can elaborate on. And then also she wants to know what inspires your spiritual animal pieces. Mm, Okay. So to answer the first question, question the moment when I realized that I need to pursue art rather than keep going to university is when I realized that I was spending more time creating than studying and I realized I was more excited about creating rather than going to university um yeah oh so wise (laughs) so wise so I asked for the spirit animal pieces my very first one was the elephant it's a picture a painting of a girl hugging an elephant and the elephant is like these cosmic colors and there is a moon crescent above so I actually just like had a vision of that image when I was just about to go to bed (laughs) you know when you're about to sleep and you just start having these little like dreams yes (laughs) yeah so I just imagined that and I was like holy and I was like oh my god that would be an amazing painting so I wrote it down in my phone notes and I painted it the next day (laughs) and you made it a reality on paper (laughs) bringing like something from imagination to reality I think that's my favorite process my favorite thing about creation because you take something from your mind and you put it on paper on something physical 
And so other people can see your thoughts. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Seriously. <laughs> so amazing. You can see people's <laughs> thoughts and actually what they yep. <laughs> probably vision when they're in spirit. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and also hugging an elephant is my, I mean, I've hugged an elephant once. Oh, Thailand, a good ethical, of course, a very the one of the. I think it was the only ethic, actually ethical, uh, sanctuary in Thailand. I should probably put a link of what it was below. I just I can't remember off the top oh, of my head. That would be amazing. And you have too, right? I have been to Thailand, but I have never actually touched an elephant before. <laughs> that is going to happen. I mean, you already drew it, so yes, the universe <laughs> is working to make it happen. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sophia Balash, I hope I pronounce her last name right, <laughs> asks, how can we overcome the fear of not creating something meaningful or art that's aesthetically beautiful and let go of limiting self-talk while in the process of creating? Yeah. Oh, that's such a great question. So that's it's definitely important to separate what you want people to see and what you want to create because, of course aesthetically beautiful you know there is so much that is art sorry there is so much art that is aesthetically beautiful but there is not as much art that actually makes you feel and came from the heart and I feel like the viewer of your artwork will always be able to tell if you created that for its aesthetical beauty or if it's something that came from your heart. So definitely focus on creating what makes you personally feel because people will be able to tell. And also you can't please everybody. It doesn't Absolutely. invoke emotion for everybody if they're not open to it, you know. Yeah. But I think that's the best advice ever is mm -hmm. to not worry about invoking emo emotion in somebody, but just to really create from the heart. That's yeah. the best advice. Yeah. I always tell people that there is no good art and there is no bad art. There's art that makes you feel and art that doesn't. There's art that you can connect with and art that you don't. And obviously every single person will connect to a different art piece and they will connect to it differently. But paint and create what personally makes you feel and connect. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. Say the first two statements one more time, the first two sentences. There's no such thing as good art. Uh-huh. Or bad art. There's art that makes you feel and connect, and there's art that doesn't make you feel something or Ugh. connect to it. If I used Twitter, I would tweet that. <laughs> Biggest compliment ever. <laughs> <laughs> A future Instagram post when I'm finally back on. <laughs> Quote by Annie Tarasova. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> And this one from Brooke Taylor is actually slightly similar, mm -hmm. but it has a different angle about comfort zones. And I think a lot of people are curious about this as well. I mean, I am too. So mm -hmm. Brooke Taylor asks, I'd love if you talk about stepping out of your comfort zone and allowing yourself to create without expectation. I'm an extreme perfectionist and would love to create without that part of me. Love to you both. Oh, love you too. <laughs> Yeah, that's very interesting. I feel like that is something that you should first figure out within. So maybe before creating, do a little meditation and allow yourself to just relax and allow yourself to let go of your expectations at least a little bit and 
maybe have a look at what other people are creating and just have a look at how many different ways and styles there are to express yourself and there is just so much out there and there is so much inspiration and you don't have to stick to one thing and honestly what is perfect there is no such thing as perfect especially in art <laughs> that's the one thing and whenever someone says I want to feel perfect I want to look perfect it's like what does that mean I don't understand <laughs> by the way the crescent moon just made its appearance out my window and it is like smiling at me it looks like the Cheshire cat smiling at me I just took a picture of it I'll send it to you later yes it is so magical and it's like because it's just starting to become night here and it's just so interesting Mm -hmm. that at this time the moon she decides to make her appearance of course it's perfect that's divine timing it's divine timing indeed anyways Emma Rose Walsh she writes, my favorite ever, <laughs> with a lot of exclamation points. And Emma asks, how does she put herself into a creative headspace? And how does she not fear the judgment of being so open about her spirituality? Ooh, that's mm. Interesting. I feel like I'm not afraid of judgment just because I'm so comfortable in myself. And I know what makes me feel good. And I just like to share that with the world because I know some people will feel the same way (laughs) about this. Um, So I've let go of fear of judgment a while ago just because I just accepted who I am and what I love doing. Yes. Amen to that. (laughs) And that's true. And it's one of those things when people say, how do I let go of judgment? It's so hard to really, really explain in words. Mm-hmm. It happens when you get more in tune and you become more silent and you do something that sparks your, yeah. that makes you happy. And you do, I think honestly for you, you really, you're doing what really makes you happy. And so you, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Because um, as we've said before, you can't please everyone. And if you let opinions of every single person get to you, um, you know, you probably won't just going to sit in a box and like not do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then this, I mean, this podcast was about to not be created because I remember Ali and I were like, ooh, do we really want to, you know, mm-hmm. it was the, we were nervous about uh-huh. it at first. Yeah. You just really got to follow the, those pings because you're being inspired by them for whatever reason. And then it, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Even if it, let's say it even, you don't know, realize something. If something mm-hmm. fails, because I've had a lot of stuff fail in my life, it mm-hmm. still led to this, you know? It still leads to something else. Yeah. I look at failure as a myth <laughs> because failure to me doesn't exist because all that is is lessons, opportunities for growth and wisdom. That is what you get from failure. So definitely every single time you fail, it's the universe leading you to the path that you're meant to be on. That's how I look at it. Oh, and how you look at it is, I believe, 100%. Yes, I'm so glad. I love that. I'm going to get that tattooed. (laughs) Failure is a myth. (laughs) So now for your soulful business chapter, Mm -hmm. how did you come up with the name Dreamy Moons? So actually, when I first began, I started Uh, My shop consisted of watercolor moons only. (laughs) So I just painted moons with watercolors um, and there's 
there was like five different moons with different colors so I just thought of dreamer moons just because it had moons that's all yeah and they're dreaming <laughs> yeah I didn't expect <laughs> to like really expand and do different things but hmm, that was the beginning moons <laughs> well you're also just doing a phenomenal job not only creating, but being true to yourself in your creation and true to your audience and what they're interested in, because of course it's always aligned. Um, and just being of great influence to them because you're so positive and so uplifting and it's, it's amazing to see. And do you ever though, like have hard times in your business where you feel, you know, peaks and valleys where you feel in the valley that, you are a little out of touch and if so how do you realign Mm, interesting question um what do you define as the valley a hard time like it's almost a challenge the universe is testing you in some way or you're afraid that you might lose it all or Mm -hmm. something happens that disrupts it okay I have never felt I have never had like serious problems like that Um, But I feel like one of the hardest lessons like I had to learn is to do with money because I come from a middle class, low income family. So I've been taught to save every single dollar all my life. So when I started my own business and I had to buy packaging, painting supplies and pay for printing, pay for shipping, it was very hard to allow myself to actually invest money into what I do. So Um, I knew I had to, so I had to let go of the belief that I had to save every single dollar. And as soon as I allowed my money to flow out, even more flowed in. So now I have a really good relationship with that and I feel abundant and that is what's important. So I sometimes have months where I don't earn as much and months where I earn well, like Christmas and holiday times, but I allow myself to feel abundant even in times where I don't make as much because because I realize that it's like money is energy and it comes in and it goes out and you can't just focus on lack of it and lack of abundance you have to still make sure you feel abundant because that is what attracts it (laughs) oh absolutely and so that's so good to know that even in those times Mm because we all have them we all have our moments in our businesses where the flow, the cash flow isn't as expansive Mm -hmm. as it can sometimes be, (laughs) but to not let that stump you. It's almost like it happens with every single business, but just take that as a time where it it might be like wake up to something or it might just be like, it's okay, just keep going and you're still just as abundant. It's not going to make any difference, but that's a hard mindset for people to get into. What would you advise for people that are in a scarce mindset and they need a shift and maybe they're coming from low income or they might have money, but they just are very frugal and hold on to it. So shift that mindset from scarcity to abundance, especially in business and just in life. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Abundance is about everything. Definitely not just about business. It's about, you know, people around you and how happy, like if you feel happy and healthy, you are abundant for, I personally think uh, to shift that mindset gratitude is your key yes (laughs) um being grateful for what you have and journaling writing it down saying affirmations to yourself meditating and focusing on the feeling of gratitude even if you don't believe you have that much to be grateful for you you do I mean you do you do we have 
so much, even though it's not, even if you don't have as much money, it doesn't mean you don't have anything. You know, there's so much to be grateful for. Absolutely. Even your cup of coffee in the morning or (laughs) the love that surrounds you with the people that are around you, just anything. It doesn't, we always are in a state of comparison. Ooh, I didn't even put this question down, but how, Mm -hmm. what do you ever look at and compare yourself to other people and feel like you want to live up to them in some way or do you just stay in your own lane? Oh, I definitely, definitely have some people that I look up to or compare myself to, but I try, not I try, I do, I use that energy not in a, in a way that makes me feel negative, but in a way that makes me feel like healthy competition, like, or if I see this person is doing well, I use that energy to improve myself and my work. Mm, yes, all energies like that because the energy cannot ever be created or destroyed. So to use that energy, otherwise it's just going to be suppressed and it's going to be exactly. created in another way or it's going to be used in another way that you might mm-hmm. not really have so much control over. So that's so wise to use that comparison energy where we might feel like a slight bit of envy or something and just shift that envy mm-hmm. into something for yourself. Yes, definitely. Oh, I love that. Okay, so here's some business questions from the Yomis. Uh, Vesta Day asks, I want to open an Etsy shop to sell my paintings. What do I have to expect? Do you have any advice? Love from Italy. So Etsy, Etsy is an amazing platform to start selling because people can find your shop through Etsy rather than if you have a website. Do you have to like promote that website um but etsy is amazing i suggest using i suggest taking first of all taking really good photos high quality photos of your art because that is what people look at when they look at your shop that's they see the photos make sure you use product tags um because that is how people can search you things and find it through etsy and just enjoy the journey it might not take off right away but don't let it discourage you because if you keep doing what you love eventually it will all happen for you there's something new something free for you free for two whole months when you go to skillshare.com forward slash your own magic a new url to get two months for free with Skillshare. I'm so thankful for the sponsor and that they are continuing to gift us an even better deal. Like what? And it's because millions of students have been using Skillshare to expand their human self in many different skills. They have an array of skills to help us along our journey for a more abundant 2019. Skillshare has over 25,000 online courses now from creative courses like writing or poetry, photography, drawing, animated illustration, all kinds of illustration, video editing, other kinds of editing, probably podcast editing, culinary, and even ooh, tips for your business from social media marketing and freelance guidance, management, and so much more. Oh, I can't forget. I can't forget to mention also tech classes like gaming development or app development and 
lifestyle classes like health and wellness and language. Just an abundance of courses for free for two entire months. Join me in their self-publishing class. That's the new one I'm taking, but I've taken their a couple of their creative writing courses and an entrepreneur course and a productivity one. Who knows? I'm also kind of curious about singing. I might try the singing course just too, since the universe knows that that is not my forte at all. It might not be a gift, but I can learn a new skill. Anyways, go to skillshare.com forward slash your own magic for your free two whole months. That's skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. Heather Johnson. She's screaming. Ah, so exciting. (laughs) How did you know to listen to your heart when deciding to have art as your career and also any tips for making art? a career. Also, so many other girls ask this question, like Hannah Kudak and Kayla Gonsalves and others. So yeah, Yeah. a lot of people want to know. How I knew that I wanted to do that is, like I said in the beginning, I used to do that as a kid. That is what I did in my spare time. I would paint, make my own little books, write my stories, illustrate. That is what I did when I was little. (laughs) And it just felt right to do it now because that is still what I'm passionate about. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Tips on making art a career. First of all, definitely make sure that that is what you are passionate about and that is what you want to do. If you don't know what to create, express your feelings and emotions try experiment try different mediums try watercolors try pastels if that is what you're into it's definitely all about experimentation and trying what works for you and if you fail it doesn't matter because that is a lesson learned so definitely just stay persistent give it time be patient and make sure that is what you are actually passionate about. Yes. And then let's say they are, they know they have their art that they love to do. They love pastels and they want to begin mm-hmm. selling it. Do you recommend like just creating the Etsy shop or? I think Etsy is a great place to start, definitely. Yeah. Um, and once you see that it's, because it's just so easy. Etsy is such an easy to use and such a user-friendly platform. I, I love it. Um, but then if you, if it's taking off and you feel like you're ready for a website and for expansion, then go for it. <laughs> but Etsy is a great place to start. I love Etsy. Sophia Gilberg, what is your biggest fear relating to your business? Mm, biggest fear? I feel like any person who has their own business has a fear that in a couple of years they will no longer be relevant <laughs> and People will just not care enough. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like if it's something that you can't really avoid if people, you know, you can't control how people feel about your art. So if you just do what you love, that is that is just your best way to create. Just doing what you love and painting and creating what you love <laughs> yeah that's a, a, truly what you just said is the probably my biggest fear too it haunts me mm-hmm. 
And when I recognize that, though, I just have to remember, like you said, that if it there is ever a moment of failure or like the bottom of the valley, then Mm -hmm. to know that that bottom of the valley has another path opening and that path is going to just lead you somewhere else and it's probably going to be even better than where you were before if you're open. And I feel like it's important to remember why you started doing what you do because for Mm. me, my initial intention for for opening an Etsy shop was to reconnect with my creative and spiritual side. So I didn't care about money then. That was my intention. So it's important to keep that purpose and keep that intention. Absolutely. Your why is with whatever you do, that is everything mm-hmm. to really stay in tune. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, Erica Joy. All the graphic design secrets to she wants to know all of them. All of them. <laughs> to, all of them. <laughs> to turning the vision in her head into a physical journal. Okay, so definitely it's it all depends on the artist and what I do might not work for you. I personally love first sketching on paper and then scanning and working on the illustration digitally. And it's definitely worth investing into really good programs such as InDesign and Photoshop and Illustrator because it's definitely worth the money even though it's expensive. But yeah, so my advice is first put it down on paper and then work on it digitally. That's what I do personally. And you're showing the universe that you are stepping into that abundant mindset versus scarce, which Mm -hmm. will definitely do wonders for you in the long run (laughs) because that is an expensive program. But yes, I even I think I I don't ever use it, but I have one of them and Mm -hmm. I never use it. (laughs) I should. Uh, Now. Oh, yes. I'm so excited for this one. The traveling chapter. So, yeah, (laughs) because you and I could totally geek out about solo travel because I, too, Uh have been a happy solo traveler for years. So why do you love traveling solo? Oh, solo travel is just so different rather than traveling with people because when you're by yourself you connect with your surroundings so much better because you're not distracted by a presence of another person you're not distracted by conversation it's just you and the world and the world (laughs) just it's just you and the world and you you can just fully engage all of your senses and really listen to your intuition. That's what I noticed when I'm traveling solo. My intuition is so much stronger. Oh, yeah. When I'm with someone else, I'm like more like I'm like relying on them. Like when I travel with my boyfriend, I kind of like rely <laughs> rely on him a lot and I don't really listen to my intuition as much. But when I'm by myself, intuition I rely on my intuition, so on myself. Yeah. <laughs> and yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is heightened. You're right. Because you, ha- I mean, we're human and we're in survival mode, but at the same time, mm-hmm. the greatest moments of discovery, especially of your soul and with yourself, is when you are in a completely foreign country uh, with uh, around nobody that you, I mean, around people that you yeah. just don't know and learning how to walk and survive and enjoy it all alone yes you learn so much about yourself and the world around you it's so much so where have been some of your favorite places to travel solo oh and um it looks like lucy budge and heather johnson and some other yummies asked for that so curious awesome 
My favorite place to travel solo is a hundred percent always New Zealand. I love New Zealand so much. I've been about seven times in the past three years. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. South and north of New Zealand, what part of New Zealand's your favorite? My favorite is the south. I visited the North Island for the very first time um, last week actually. And it was it was great. It reminded me more of Australia. Um, but the South Island just has a different energy to it. And I love the mountains and the South Island has amazing mountains and it's just me. It's just for me. <laughs> Ooh, maybe we'll actually meet in South New Zealand. <laughs> I need oh, to go there. I was in North. Have you ever been? No, I was in North New Zealand because my friend Emma's there and it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And I was also traveling mm -hmm. solo. Well, I got there with two of my friends and then mm -hmm. we wanted to do our own solo travel, you know? So yes, yeah. we parted ways and it was magical, but I never made it to South and I mm, wanted to. You must. It's so yeah. beautiful. It reminds me of Canada. Oh, I love Canada. <laughs> I could see myself there. <laughs> and so many forests. <laughs> You'd love it. Oh, that's me. Yep. <sighs> oh, and can you think of one of your greatest lessons? traveling alone what I realized traveling solo is like 95% of people are willing to help I can yeah. always ask how I get to a destination or how I buy a train ticket or what time it is like one time a stranger actually allowed me to use hotspot from their phone so I could order uber <laughs> that's cool yeah that's so nice I know yeah. seriously the people that are around there are your mm -hmm. greatest tools <laughs> yeah. because they <laughs> I don't know what I would do if I were just stranded alone that would be something that'd be an adventure to go somewhere mm -hmm. where nobody is oh um, seriously because <laughs> um it's important to always listen to your gut and if someone looks untrustworthy like it's better not to approach but yeah most of the people are nice which is amazing absolutely Caitlin Camp, this is kind of similar, but it might be different. What trip changed your life the most and why? I feel like it was actually my first solo trip to New Zealand, South Island. I don't know, New, New Zealand just has a lot of memories and all of them have been so incredible. And I just remember the very first time I traveled solo in New Zealand, which was three years ago in April. And I just felt this freedom and like I'm capable of doing anything and it, I just had the most beautiful time and so many like little coincidences and synchronicities happened and it was just really really good memories even though I did flip a van on that trip it was <gasps> amazing <laughs> were you renting a van yes <laughs> you flipped it oh my gosh and you're okay though yeah oh. yes we were okay but yeah I slept on gravel so now I'm terrified of gravel roads <laughs> really whoa yeah. wow but apart from that it was magical <laughs> wow did you learn something from that <laughs> oh absolutely never drive on gravel in a van <laughs> <laughs> oh, that works oh man <laughs> Zoe Rosa is curious why you think it's important to travel in nature because you are nature. So surrounding yourself with nature is like surrounding yourself yeah. with yourself. And it's just it's just the best energy. And that's 
that's how I personally connect with the universe by being in nature. So you just feel so much more connected and I feel like your intuition heightens. So that's, yeah, that's why I reckon. Another Twitter moment, because you are nature. <laughs> I'm going to tattoo of that too. <laughs> I love that. It's so true though, your intuition really does heighten. That's honestly the only time mm-hmm. I write poetry is when mm-hmm. I'm in nature. It. I remember when I was in London, it wasn't coming as frequently, except for when I would go to the parks or like a little outside of London. Sometimes I wonder if like nature delivers it to you. Yes, actually, I read this amazing book last year called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Oh, my favorite. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Do you remember when she talks about how ideas are these like little energies Mm -hmm. that are floating around you? Floating around? Yeah. And when you're ready, you receive it. (laughs) And it might float away to someone else if you don't catch it. (laughs) So I love that mindset. And I feel like being in nature like really allows you to catch all the perfect ideas. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Julie Etmeyer asks, future travel destinations your heart is calling you to explore Mm. interesting I actually don't have many travels planned for this year just because I'm more focusing on moving out and getting my own place this year yeah good for you but I'm actually flying to Bali on Sunday so I'm very excited for Bali and in March I will be road tripping around Australia in my little car for like a month so very exciting. That's fun. That would be so cool to road trip around Australia, like because it's so diverse. It's so beautiful. That's going to be so cool. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes. Well, and if you ever want to come to the States, let me know. Yes. Oh, I would love to. Actually, I'm possibly going to Canada in your winter. No, in your summer. <laughs> My winter. <laughs> Oh, really? Wait, what part? I'm going to be in Vancouver a few times, I think, throughout the summer. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Anyways, your manifestation chapter. Now you can manifest going to Canada soon. So we definitely need to talk manifestation Mm -hmm. because it's something most all of us, well, we either love or intend to practice more of manifestation practices. And you clearly have a couple golden nuggets or two about uh, how we can better dance with the universe. So (laughs) what are some of your methods of manifestation? And also Rakalaya Kurtzman was curious about it too. Rakalaya, Rakalaya. That's a beautiful name, Rakalaya. I love it. Yeah. Um, so for me, yeah. the three top things would be journaling, painting, and affirmations, Ooh. and actually meditation as well, but definitely don't meditate as much as I should. So <laughs> painting, journaling, and affirmations are my three top tips. When I paint, I just get into this flow state, and I just feel so connected and I feel like that flow state just helps to manifest so well and journaling is amazing for your mind figuring out what you actually want and setting yourself some goals on how to get it and affirmations just put you into a positive state of mind yeah to align you with those manifestations but you know why you probably don't meditate a lot is because you paint and that is such a meditative practice that is very true actually never thought about that (laughs) I mean that is one reason why they're starting to sell a lot of those like mindful coloring books, or whatever, because it really does yeah. like get you in that state of meditation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's probably why you're probably like, uh, I've already done it for six hours today. I'm good. 
Oh, that's so true. (laughs) (laughs) What is your vision for your future that you might be manifesting right now? Whatever you feel comfortable sharing, of course, because Mm -hmm. you should keep some sacred. Yeah, of course. Um, So even though I love keeping secrets, I feel like putting your intentions and goals out there just sets it in stone because once you know that people know they expect it from you and you want to like fulfill their expectations that's actually motivating (laughs) truth very Um, much so true especially if you are somebody that mm -hmm. really does well performs well Mm -hmm. when you're held accountable exactly so um this year um instead of I want to expand dreamer moons and my business and instead of just selling art online I want to actually work with people and I would love to run my own events and watercolor workshops and journaling sessions and yeah just make this beautiful experience for people who want to get into mindfulness and journaling and painting and Yes. So that is my vision for the future, events and watercolor workshops. Oh my gosh, that sounds so perfect for you. (laughs) If I'm lucky, retreat. (laughs) Oh, yes, you, oh yes, you need to do a retreat. That, (laughs) that's in the works. The universe heard, we heard, and we're all looking forward to it. So yeah, you better expect it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) All right. Ooh, final chapter. This one I can't wait to mm-hmm. hear from on you uh, on self love. Mm-hmm. Now, I've also I've been actively reminding myself of my own love in many different ways. I give myself the love I deserve almost daily, and I but I have to constantly actually remind myself to do that because otherwise I really can easily shift and fall off in a sad or feel a little less than state of mind. Mm-hmm. But I'm aware of it, and I do what I know what I know lifts me up mm-hmm. and connects me to myself mm-hmm. and my soul and my love. And so someone though just glimpsing at you for the first time they may think she seems so happy and she's got it all together and she's happy all the time and she has a strong love for herself which you mm-hmm. clearly do but do you ever struggle with self-love and acceptance on all things mm-hmm. and what do you do to keep yourself aligned and in in love with you? So I don't struggle with self-love as much as I stress out. <laughs> I, st- I can stress out a lot and just make myself feel very overwhelmed. So I, I would say what I do to help me calm my mind and get into, into that, in touch with my inner self again is what you can to to get more into self-love and self-acceptance so I feel like my advice is still going to be valid (laughs) even though more about what I do if I'm overwhelmed um I feel like self-love is closely connected to gratitude by the way so practicing gratitude every day even writing like five to six things you're grateful for each day will help and realizing that you are literally a miracle and the fact that you exist right now is magical and think of all the moments and circumstances that had to align so you could exist and yeah so a few of my favorite ways to de-stress that you can use for self-love is having some tea and a long bath 
or if you live next to the ocean, swim in the ocean, I feel like water really has the power to make you feel so much better. Journaling, going for a walk in nature, reading a book, breathing, meditating. If you love physical activity, then move your body because honestly, doing what you love makes you love yourself. I feel like I feel like that's that's the key, doing what you love. Mm, that's been the theme for this podcast. Just do mm-hmm. what you love for exactly. all things. Yes. And you answered also Taylor Boyce's question because she was really curious about stressors mm-hmm. and oh, how yeah. you relieve your stress. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's what you do. You take you sip yes. tea, take long baths. Do you ever do you ever add bubbles or rose petals to your baths? <laughs> oh I uh, yes. I actually add a uh, lavender essential oil to my <sighs> bath which is amazing. But yeah, sometimes I add flower petals if I want to feel a little extra special. <laughs> Ooh, I need to do that. Lavender, that's so smart. Oh, lavender oil is amazing. I've been putting a few drops on my pillowcase as well each night and it's so relaxing. And another one as well for me um, to de-stress every single time is just my breath. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. constant reminder of how this is part of the journey. Like you, when you take it that slow, silent moment yes, <laughs> and you focus on your breath for that si- that moment, in that moment, you remember this is part of the journey. And for whatever reason, my breath is the one thing that really de-stresses me. Wow. So Taylor, there you go. <laughs> and Tara Lee Mueller asks, oh, she is such an inspiration. You are. <laughs> Thank you. I would love to know how she finds the balance between creating authentic art to nurture herself and creating art to put out into the world, if that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like for me, both are the same. Actually, everything I create, I create because I'm excited about the project or if I'm passionate about it or if I think it will look beautiful. And I I don't know what people how people will react to it but I will put it out anyway and most of the time people will love it (laughs) so first of all I yeah I create everything that I personally enjoy and that's the beauty in what I do because I don't work for anyone else I just do what I like and people seem to like it so it's a, this perfect like exchange. <laughs> and people feed off it. Like how we were talking about in the beginning mm-hmm. about nourishing your mm-hmm. body with high vibing foods and yeah. consciously created foods. Like when a chef act yeah. consciously puts love into the food, you can actually like feel it when you mm-hmm. take a bite. Mm-hmm. And so that energy Not that true. you're putting into your art, that is something that we feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's probably why we can deeply connect with it because you're such a wonderful soul. Oh, that's so special to me. That's literally all I could ever want. (laughs) Oh, oh, man, I freaking love you. All right. Are you ready for a rapid fire? Yes, I just need to take a sip of water. (laughs) That's okay. I'm going to too. Oh, it's so good. I have this like cute little straw and Lanny Kai juice mason jar. I drink my water out of. Oh. Oh, Anyways, rapid fire. Ready. Ready. Sage or Palo Santo? (laughs) Sage. Early bird or night owl? Oh, definitely early bird. What's your morning routine? Oh, wake up, package orders, (laughs) have breakfast. (laughs) 
That's not a bad routine to wake up and just have to send your art to people that love it. I mean, no wonder. Like, I do think that we're very sensitive. Our beings are very sensitive in the morning. So whatever energy we're putting out in the morning is really what's going to be continued to deliver into our lives. And so, yeah, I think that's brilliant. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, Water or oil color? Or acrylic? Watercolor. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm, for sure. I've never painted with oil um, paints, actually. Interesting. Would you yeah. ever try? Oh, I would. I would, for sure. Yes, yeah. In the future. Bright colors or pastel? Pastels. Favorite breakfast? Smoothie. Every single morning, I make a smoothie. What's in your smoothie? You have to tell us. <laughs> Blueberries, bananas, coconut water, cheese seeds, hemp seeds, um, coconut shreds as well and that's yeah that's all that's all oh it's simple but delicious I've had many smoothies mm-hmm. like that <laughs> so good favorite dinner potatoes roasted sweet potatoes mm, oh my gosh that sounds so good right now what <laughs> is do you know your dosha uh, yes definitely vata oh yeah oh yeah actually crazy how much I relate to vata because they're also very, very light sleepers, and I'm the lightest sleeper I know. Mm, <laughs> it's that's very interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I was super Vata, because, w- you know, we evolve and change all the time, but I was mm-hmm. an insomniac. Yes. <laughs> oh, my god! <gosh. laughs> it's so interesting. Um, now I sleep pretty well, <laughs> except for when 3 a.m. rolls around. If 3 a.m. rolls around and there's a noise outside, I hear it. It's so weird. Well, that's amazing. Uh, spirit animal. A horse. <laughs> I see it. Why a horse? Because my mom loves horses. So when I was little, she would just do all she could to just bring me closer to a horse and let me touch a horse. And since I was little, I've been having a lot of dreams about horses as well. So they just come to me all the time. And I every time I see a horse, I have to pull over and pat it. And I'm hoping to adopt a horse when I get my own place. That would be so magical. Do you have a name in mind for this future horse? Because that's happening. No, I don't actually. Well, paint her. Paint her. She's coming. Yes. Yes. And journal about her. And uh, what was the other one that you said? Med, uh, not med, no. Journal. Oh, uh, visualize. Paint and Aff- affirmations. Affirmations. I love my horse. I am happy this horse is mine. That's great. Yes, I have. A horse. I have a horse. <laughs> I am a horse. <laughs> no, you're a freaking unicorn, Annie. <laughs> Uh, favorite crystal? Oh, either labradorite or amethyst. Yes, yes to both. Oh, isn't that like one of the hardest questions? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like asking what's your favorite color. Like, I don't have one. I know. And what is it? Oh, I don't have one. But <laughs> I would say I love blues, like shades of blue. Mm. Yeah. Like the ocean. Mm-hmm. Who are some of your greatest influences? Oh, wow. I've never thought about that. <laughs> hmm. Maybe just yourself and <laughs> what comes to mind. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I get my inspiration from within. I don't really use any other artists for inspiration. 
but there are some amazing ones on Instagram, but no one's specific. Right. I love that. Your favorite qualities of your zodiac sign. Ooh. So I'm a Taurus and uh, my favorite qualities, I feel like Taurus doesn't have heaps of positive qualities. Everyone just says how stubborn they are. <laughs> Which I'm definitely stubborn. Uh, but Tauruses love to eat and I guess I love to eat. So that's my favorite quality. I love to eat. <laughs> Tauruses love to eat. That's so great. <laughs> oh, man. So do Leos, I guess. Yeah. So do all humans, I feel like. <laughs> right. Man, those humans that don't, I just don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> I know. Music well, recommendations to listen to after this podcast. Oh, one second. I just wanted to say when people tell me that they haven't had breakfast yet and it's like 1 p.m., what are you doing with your life? <laughs> I'm intermittent fasting. <laughs> yeah, right. <sighs> oh. No, there are days where like my body actually really doesn't want anything in the morning. Oh, and no. So I don't. <laughs> like there I really are. Usually I want some breakfast because it like – days that I don't work out or something I just don't feel Mm -hmm. hungry but I sometimes do sometimes don't I just don't want to eat if I'm not hungry Mm -hmm. okay so music recommendations yes let me get my little list on my phone if that's okay are you on Spotify or SoundCloud SoundCloud team SoundCloud Ah, there are a few of you (laughs) a few (laughs) So basically, I I don't listen to a specific artist. I have like a hundred songs and they're all by different artists. But there are a few that I really, really love, which is Angus and Julia Stone. My favorite. I've seen them live a few times. They're amazing. All of their songs are so beautiful and dreamy. Angus and Julia Stone. I love Yellow Days, San Francisco, Lumineers, Triathlon. Bedrooms. I, I love a lot of Australian artists, like Sticky Fingers as well. I love that name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a bit weird. What is your favorite date with your man? Oh, I would say... And what's his name? His name is Matt. <laughs> Matt. Yeah, he's a photographer. Um, Perfect. Does he take a lot of your photos? Mm, not all of them, but yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah. Uh, we travel a lot together. I would say favorite date would be, I'm not sure if it's like just because I'm feeling like that right now, but I just love staying in and getting Uber Eats or takeaway and just watching a movie together. <laughs> yes. Uh, I feel like that's what me and my future boo will just do all the time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I love going out, but it's just so cozy to be inside. Oh. I know little homebodies oh yeah um what movie are you guys or tv show are you guys watching at the moment Mm, I have watched so many tv shows just because it's so easy to watch tv shows while I'm packaging orders or painting and I'm embarrassed to admit that I have been watching the Riverdale on Netflix the oh Riverdale that's not embarrassing I see it (laughs) I feel like it is I haven't I haven't seen it yet, but uh-huh. I hear it's very interesting. And plus, it's very uh, uh, what's like a mystery, right? It makes you think. It keeps you on your yes, toes. Yes. Well, trust me, when you watch it, you will realize it's it's slightly embarrassing. 
<laughs> I love that you admitted it though. Yeah. It's okay. I'm obsessed with like arrested development in the office that I just keep watching over and over. It's okay. Can you hear my dog? Yes. Hi, buddy. What's your dog's name? Bonnie. One, one Bonnie. Second. I'm just gonna. It's totally fine. <laughs> I'll be right back. Bonnie. <sighs> Sorry about that. I'm back. That's okay. <laughs> How, what kind of dog is Bonnie? She's a Kelpie. It's an Australian breed. So cute. Ooh, I'll have to Google Kelpie. Yeah. Oh, book you're currently reading, if any. I'm actually currently reading the second sequel to The Celestine Prophecy. Ooh, Allie got me that book forever ago. You have read it? Uh, the Celestine Prophecy, yes, but not the second one. What is it? There are three oh. three more books. There's The St- Celestine Prophecy, then there's the 10th Insight, 11th, and the 12th. So now I'm halfway through the 10th Insight. <laughs> wow. Our, oh my god. Amazing. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> Define the universe. Oh. Everything that's around you and within you. Oh, yes. Define art. Thoughts brought into this physical world. Whoa. (laughs) I just got major chills. Oh, my gosh. That's another tweet. (laughs) Another tattoo. (laughs) Yes, another tattoo. Uh, Define love. (laughs) That is so hard. I know. I know. I feel love is... Love is what you came from and love is the highest vibrational state you can be in. Damn! (laughs) Breaking out more chills, breaking out more tattoos. Oh my gosh. Annie, that's beautiful. (laughs) So, the universe gave you free billboards to share, one message across the main highways in major cities, all around the world, what would these billboards read? Oh, I feel like I have like an answer straight up for this one. I, I feel it. like a lot of people need a reminder that their problems are not as important and not as big as they think they are. So maybe a billboard that is saying your problems aren't as big as you think they are (laughs) I love that got problems yeah because we just worry about such little things and if you put it into perspective it's it's nothing you know and it is a reminder that everybody does need to hear because we're carrying around all these all these ideas that this story this narrative we've created is a problem Mm -hmm. which is probably not in the grand scheme of things it's actually probably a blessing so exactly I love that you walk into a time traveling portal to see your 16 year old self. What would you whisper in her ear to prepare her for her journey ahead? Don't allow yourself to be so influenced by the people you surround yourself with. When I was 16, I surrounded myself with people who were into partying and boys and drinking and I was only 16 but I was really affected by that and I found myself doing the same thing and now when I look back I think to myself wow like who was I (laughs) you have come a long way (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) wow so the last question which you probably can't predict (laughs) 
that I ask all the Euromagic guests, how would you advise the Euromagic listeners to create their own magic? Discover what connects you with your inner self and never stop doing that. Mm. Tattoo. <laughs> Another tweet. Another tweet tweet. <laughs> Annie, oh my gosh, thank you <laughs> so thank much. You. This was so magical and I know that everybody like has at least one thing, if not a hundred things to take away and start wanting to create and do what lights them up and makes them happy. Yeah, I'm so happy we had this chat. Thank you so much for having me on. It was so, so lovely to share my thoughts. And yeah, I'm happy. If you take anything from this podcast, I am so, so happy. Oh my gosh, that makes me so happy. I am so happy too. Oh my gosh. Oh, and where can everyone find you? So I have Instagram, my personal Instagram, Annie Tarasova, and my art account at Dreamy Moons, Dreamy underscore Moons. And I have a little Etsy shop, Dreamy Moons, and I have a YouTube account, Annie Tarasova. So I'll be somewhere, somewhere on one of those platforms, you'll find me. which you have an amazing Instagram, you have an amazing YouTube and very informative, but also very like aesthetically beautiful. And then your art though on Mm -hmm. Etsy, check that out (laughs) right now. It's amazing. Annie, thank you again. I think that you are just such a magical being and I'm so thankful that you create everything that you do. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we found each other. (laughs) Me too. Thank you, Yomis, for introducing me to her. Dear Yomi, thank you so much for listening and lending your ear. And feel free to ping me if you had any aha moments or just anything that resonated deeply with your soul. Perhaps you want to share it in the Your Own Magic Facebook group with over 7,000 high vibing souls to connect with from around the globe. A link to that tribe is in the show notes. Many Yomis have been meeting and networking and just connecting with new like-minded magical friends, and it's all free, of course. There is also, I don't know if you know this, but I am hosting a retreat with my dear friend and spiritual medium, Brie Melanson, in Bali this July, July 22nd through the 26th, where she will be doing a lot of channeling. (laughs) So just go to yourownmagic.life slash retreat for more info and we will be celebrating our souls with many goddess rituals and connecting with nature and meditating and powerful breath work and spiritual rituals and clearing energy blocks and of course we're going to be eating a lot of high vibe plant-based food so prepare your tummies for that (laughs) but most importantly we will be deepening connection with fellow yummies in person and tapping into our own magic Also, if you're interested in the exclusive Soul Tribe site that is full of different types of meditations and meditative imaginings to enlighten your day and self-expansion and soul expansion journalings, spiritual tools and rituals, and just so much more, that's a side service I offer for you. So just go to euromagic.life and sign up for $4.44 per month or $44.44 for a lifetime beginning this year. (laughs) So if you paid $44.44 this year already, you have it now for a lifetime. So thank you. And most importantly, thank you for just being an amazing listener 
and have a magical day.